Welcome to the Pro Wrestling For You podcast. Snap, crackle and cheap pops. And here's your host, Mr. Phil Woodvine. Uh, sometimes he gets called Bernsey. To me, he's always called Kyle. So whatever you want to call him, Kyle, how you doing, mate? I'm not too. I'm not too bad, Phil. Uh, it's. It's. I will. I will say it's weird hearing my own name from. You know, uh, anything to do with wrestling. It, it's. It's one of them things. Like I can't see Dylan Roberts as a Neil because I know his real name's Neil. <laughs> but when I see him, I can't, he's not a Neil. He's a Dylan. That's. It, it's difficult once you kind of know someone as a certain thing. It's very difficult to start changing stuff halfway through. One hundred percent, and and for me, I would say ever since I heard his entrance music once, it just stuck. Yeah, there it is, and it you, you can't not hear that. What, which film is it? Is it Predator? <laughs> Predator. That's Predator the one. one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, of course it is. Um, obviously, to me, you've always been Kyle because that's how I kind of uh, I, I got to to know you as well. Obviously, the the, the Burn, you know, Matt Burns and the Burns and stuff has kind of like uh, come along. So, do you want to give us a little insight? Give us. A little introduction to who you are and how you, how did the Matt Burns come about? How do you put it all together? Well, I'm pretty sure you know how you, yourself how, how it come about because the story gets uh, told every almost every show. Uh, yeah, it is true. I mean, it, even uh, when I spoke to Ryan Meyer for the very first show, I think you came up about three or four times. <laughs> that's that's uh, and I believe. Uh, you know, Keith got mentioned on when when I've spoken to to Ryan numerous times in the past, but yeah. at the same time, it's it's always it's always happy memories. But for myself, I will stay. I'm just trying to think how long it's been since I started wrestling. I, you know, I, I got into it as a little kid. You know, watch you know watch some of the you know the, the classic golden era of wrestling. You know, the Hogan eras and everything. Yeah. So late late eighties, early nineties kind of deal. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, so it was like you know, I, I was you know, with, with myself being born in the late eighties, I sort of, I had to sort of play catch up uh, with the wrestling. So I sort of, I think I got my break in around about WrestleMania ten. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. I know WrestleMania ten better than any other WrestleMania because I must have watched it every <laughs> day for about a year and a half. Yeah, but with with myself, I had. And the weird thing about it is I managed to watch the earlier WrestleManias the old school way. Oh, okay. We are talking VHS tapes. Oh, yes. Good old VHS. If if it said like Beta Max or something, I think we would have uh, kind of cancelled out any sort of new listeners we've got that probably never heard of what a Beta Max is. Yeah, but we we, we might have. But the the, the difference is, is... is as technology has gotten gotten more better, we, we're able to now to just pick up pick up a you know a subscription and watch plenty of wrestling. Well, I say I'm so glad you mentioned that because like let me say, so what what year did you say you were born? I was born in 1987. 87. So I've, I've got a, a couple of years on you. So I was born in 84. So uh, WrestleMania one was 85. Is that right? I believe it was. Yeah. So like I. The idea of like having a WWE network back then, I'd have lost my mind to have that much <laughs> wrestling at, at literally at my fingertips. Now, obviously, I know we we're, were a long way in the 80s away from uh, you know, broadband and all this sort of thing. Yeah. But I had two wrestling tapes that my uncle taped off Sky Royal Rumble 94 and WrestleMania 10. And because they were taped on Sky, they were dead. 
like patchy dead weird oh, yeah, like dead grainy, and if he changed the channel, it recorded whatever he changed the channel over. And like, because <laughs> wrestling was obviously late night, even in the UK, he'd be like, just oh, I'm recording you know, the WWF, obviously at the time for uh, for my nephew. Yeah, and he must he must have got bored part way through, turned onto like a mucky, dirty German porn film. <laughs> Twelve minutes later, obviously when it when it's done, let's call it what it is. He switches back to wrestling, or he must have remembered. Oh yeah, bloody hell, I'm recording this. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, yeah, and I literally watched them two wrestling videos every day till the till the tapes were like onion skin thin. And the idea of having this much—you've got WWE, WCW, ECW, world class. You've got Smoky Mountain and a million more. I think I'd have lost my mind when I was that young if I had that much wrestling. Kids exactly. these days are spoiled. Yeah, you, you could say that, but at the same time, it's bringing wrestling. If you know that could be a negative side to some people, could say that. But at the same time, at least at least you can turn around and say wrestling is at the fingertips, no matter yeah. what. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. I mean, I, it's it's probably in the same realm that if I put Netflix on, I spend more time looking for something to watch than actually watching because I'm spoiled for choice. I'm sure yeah. if young kids these days oh, i want to put some wrestling on they'll spend ages looking through the network whereas me i i watched anything i could get my hands on i still attempt to do that now nowadays anyway but anyway before we get to the, the nowadays i'm i'm gonna say when when i first got into it I, I, yeah, as a kid it was like you know large in life personalities it was just absolutely amazing. You got people jumping off the ladders, you know, your Shawn Michaels, your Razor Ramones, then you got, you know, your Bret Hart, your Undertakers, and it was literally building up to even more grandeur each time. And yeah. it felt so much it felt like, you know, as much as at the same time as me being, you know, a wrestling fan, it's almost like super you know, heroic what they were doing. And yeah. and at the time, because we didn't know what was the case with wrestling, it looked you know, you know the, the classic you know, you know the classic uh, internet sensation meme uh, pops into my head, which is it's real to me, damn it. <laughs> into my head. See, if you if you're gonna paraphrase it, you need to be crying like that dude is in the video. <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. It's real to me, damn it. <laughs> I love that guy. I mean, bless. the thing is, when, whenever I've seen it, I like at first two, three times I'd seen it, I looked at him. And then after that, you watch people around him and they kind of start edging away from him and cringing. <laughs> so I start feeling that bad for the dude. No, for me, it's fans like that. As much as a lot of people may want to distance themselves away, they're the ones who are probably who were sitting around Spending their time watching wrestling, it be be it either from you know even from the local wrestling, or, you know, either local wrestling, international wrestling, they're the ones who are dedicated to wrestling and putting their butts in seats. Yeah, I'll, I'll give, I'm like, there's no there's no denial, and I'm not saying this to be mean, but ladies and gents, if you've been at any indie wrestling, I'm burping, sorry, if you've ever been to any indie wrestling show, if it's WWE. Because I've I've been on the, those shows when they're over here. There's always fans with backpacks on, 
that look like that dude, it, it, it's real to me. They've, they've got backpacks nailed on. They never take them off. They, they're just, you know, walking through the fans, knocking them over because each time they turn, they're hitting them with their massive backpacks on. Oh, well, this is going to sound really bad. But they, they've kind of got a fragrance about them sometimes. I know that's sounding a bit mean, but musky... It goes hand in hand with the with the backpack wearing. Uh, yeah, it's still it's still real to me. Damn it, wrestling fans. And the business yeah. wouldn't wouldn't be this. Yeah, it wouldn't be the same without them. So don't think I'm knocking it. But it's no, one far from it. It's just it's it's funny to see when you know what you're looking for. Um, it is funny to see. Well, going yeah. back a, a conversation a little bit for those that might not be in the know, how did the wrestling? Uh, how did your wrestling name? Uh, come about with it was there other options in the mix where you kind of right there was actually many different reasons because initially with with myself i actually initially started wrestling for uh, early very very early on which i believe it was a wrestling company back then it was known as gbh yes it sounds it sounds uh, quite violent which which the name, when I say the full name, yes, it was. It was known as Great Britain Hardcore. However, that got quickly changed to a pretty much into British, into a British, more of a British family entertainment. It then went from there into AR, I believe it was AIWF, uh, GB, and then from there into eventually what was BWA. Oh, I, I didn't realize it, it had, because I'm. Uh, I remember being told about GBH, and obviously I was there for BWA. I didn't realise there was uh, a company name in between. That's uh, learning something new every day. Yeah, which was the uh, Alliance uh, Alliance International Wrestling Federation, I think it was, the AIWF was. Well, yeah, that's a gobful, isn't it? I thought we were the first, like, four-lettered uh, wrestling company with PW4U, but... Exactly. Uh, it, <laughs> no, no, no. You were the first... I think you were the first one on the UK scene. With a number in it. <laughs> yeah, with a number in it. Because the funny thing about it is, with the AIWF, with the before it became BWA, it was actually AIWF GB. And it, ah. it had to add in the GB. It was actually six letters. And believe me, even just saying the, the small, you know, just the letters was a mouthful. So, uh, so what were you what were you going under in, up until the, uh, the the name Matt Burns stuck? Because I mean, I don't know anyone that gets into this business from sort of trainee level and is stuck with the name that they originally came in. People go through a lot; they trim stuff down, they completely change it, they make nicknames of it. You know what I mean? There's there's so many changes. Um, the, the, the funny thing about it is when I mentioned some of the names I originally considered. It would actually it actually pays homage to boxing. Okay, give us because I I've known you for a very long time. We're probably talking two thousand and I think two thousand and seven is when I started. Yep. Um, but I don't know all that much about your past previous to two thousand and seven. Like what names yeah. you would have done and all this sort of thing. When I first got into massively watching it and training, learning up and everything, I considered, you know, I thought to myself, I wanted to pay homage to a certain boxer, uh, Nigel Ben. Oh, okay. Which his nickname was the Dark Destroyer. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to see how this is going, but okay. I was considering a mask. But then as we got closer to me debuting, it was like, it doesn't go right. It doesn't suit. So then, then I thought to myself, 
do I go for another name? And I was starting to panic as it was getting really close to the debut date. And I looked at the mask I had, and it looked a bit, you know, a bit evil. So I thought yeah. to myself, with me starting again, I'm not going to go straight into being the top guy. So why don't I just dub myself as more of a minion? Okay. And then when it came to it, the stupidest thing happened on the debut, the night of the debut. I've got all my gear. I've literally got my mask even... I even got the mask re, uh, repainted, as in, re, you know, sprayed over where... Because it was originally yeah. black and white. I literally had it re-sprayed re over where, where, where it's white to red. Yeah. One problem. I forgot the wrestling mask. So then we then get to the show, and, I, and I'm looking for this mask. I'm thinking, where's the mask? Where's the mask? And then it suddenly dawns onto me, it was exactly where it was as it'd been painted, where it was basically dry, you know, waiting for it to yeah. all dry up. And I thought to myself, I never really picked it back up. And it's about five or ten minutes before debut. What name are you going under? Uh, unfortunately, forgot my mask. Don't know. Uh, we'll probably have to just use a, a silly joke name. Ah. Was what was suggested. And then the, the guys in the back were all literally throwing out the, the usual bad pun names like Phil McCracken and everything. <laughs> oh, about that one, mate. Yep. And I, and I was like, yeah, you know, I'm not falling for that. There's two people who were who were right next to each other, which was Keith Myatt. You looked at him and said, well, you got, you, you got fiery gear. You know, why don't you go with Matt Burns? You know, you know, you got a bit of a fire, you know, fire gimmick. And right behind him was was a wrestler by the name of Dirk Feelgood, who literally goes, yeah, yeah, fiery Matt Baines. So let's just, um, like, I reckon, more often than not, so many more people have got their names through, um, which episode is, um, it's The Simpsons, where, where they, they are the uh, the B-sharps, and the way that they name themselves, and, oh, we, we need to pick something that sounds funny, and it gets less and less funny as the time goes on. They, they suggest the B-sharps. They all laugh, they go, yeah. I can, it, it, a lot of people get their wrestling names the same kind of way as that because that's how I got filthy. He was um, yeah. obviously a big, big Rick Mayle fan um, and he was an Alan Bastard and the New Statesman. And someone, <laughs> someone suggested, I think there's a girl that was uh, I've seen at the time, just said, oh, why don't you be like Phil T. Bastard? So he'd be like Filthy Bastard. I was like, wait, perfect. Like just when you start laughing and go, there it is. That, that's, that's just perfect. Yeah. I like that. What <sighs> I think made it even more funny with my name is I debuted with it. What's the first thing I ended up leaving the ring with? Go on. I'm Matt Bain. Ah. Well, you could have been worse. You could have left with a, uh, with, with a McCracken. So, uh... <laughs> good, good point, good point. Oh, but for me, as much as a lot of people saying... Oh, it was, it was a joke name. It's a joke name. For me, it's as much as it is a joke name, it's the most natural sounding name as well. Yeah, it's, it's not like they've named you like Ben Dover or something yeah. like crude or to the point that it, you know, it, it, it would fit. Yeah, the name would fit in with like a Daniel Bryan kind of name. It sounds like, like a regular yeah. name. Doesn't sound like too out of the ordinary, too innuendo-y. 
exactly. And, 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 on, and on top of that, if I really wanted to just, you know, secure, you know, to move away, if I wanted to move away from it, I could, be, I could have dubbed myself Matthew Burns if necessary. Or Matty, or Matty Burns. Either way, I got more than one choice. And I just stuck with it. Yeah, I, yeah. avoid Matty. I, I, I don't get that at all. It just sounds a bit... No, no, I said I could have. Yeah, oh, that's right. You know, like, when you put, like, Y's on the end of certain people's names, like, Philly, it's like, oh, God. Like, it doesn't work for certain people, it sounds like, like Bobby, Davey. When... Oh, it's like, oh, God, no. When, when, I, when I hear Philly, I just instantly think of, you know, the location. Or, like, a Philly cheesesteak, something like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah mate. Uh, so you've got uh, the wonderful Keith Myatt to thank for Matt Burns. Have you ever, have you ever uh, given him any royalties? Oh, genuinely, you know, genuinely, I've got, I have to, I have to go through this story every time I see him, and I will to this day, every time I see him, do it with a smile. The weird thing about it is, is I was terrified over picking my own wrestling name because I thought to myself. It's going to have to stick. It's going to have to stick. It's a difficult deal, isn't it? People don't give this enough credit because when, when you pick something, you have to pick A, something that no one else has used, which if you're picking it pre-internet, you don't know. Yeah, how, how, how are you going to Google anything if Google doesn't exist? Exactly. But then, you know, I sort of got, in, got into the wrestling business and for me, I will never, ever forget... My first opponent. Do you tell? Which, oh yeah, but I'd be more than happy to. Which would be none other than Johnny Fear. Ah, lovely gentleman. Slightly intimidating, but lovely gentleman. He was my actual official debut match, as in singles match. My official match was, of course, you know, traditional Rumble. Yeah, always. But always got to be Rumble. It's always got to be a Rumble. But my official first match, and to this day, I will never forget it, is Johnny Fear. And uh, and how was he to work with? I will say, fun. Oh, okay. I wasn't expecting the, uh, that that word, but okay. I mean, I've no, been good and I bad say, about I, it. I, I, say, I say fun because I look back at it and I think to myself, how did he put it with me? I was so green. I was so green. Everyone's got to learn, though, aren't they? That's the thing. Everyone's got to learn. But the guy is, I will say, I'll give one thing he's due. He was physically strong. Yeah, I mean, you, even just by looking at him, the dude was was a jacked up dude. Oh, definitely. The fact that in the match, I remember he called for a stall and suplex, and got it. And I'm and I'm going to. When are we going down? In a minute. Are we going down yet? In a minute. Uh, I think I'm getting a little bit dizzy. Oh, there we go. <laughs> just, I, I know this is going to like be a little bit of a weird segue, and it's weird to say this man to man. But you, you would have been in the uh, the training class um, at this point when this happened. Speaking of stalling suplexes, now I, I'm quite like a modern man in terms of looking after myself. I do fake tan quite a bit. I uh, get rid of most of my body hair. That didn't always used to be the case. I mean, we were at BWA training one day, and he had he had a um, uh, a wrestler, a guy and a girl from Belgium, I think it was. They were taking the class uh, for right. this one day. I don't know if I, the trainer Chris Curtis knew them personally or what the deal was, but uh, this I don't know. Is it this Belgian ease? If, if that's the, the correct term, 
Um, I think I know you're on about. Al- Bells. That might be the word. Um, Belgian. Belgian. Uh, right, all right, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll do some uh, stalling suplexes. So, yeah, you line up in a big line and he picks you up on a suplex, stalls and drops you back. And obviously, it's a 13-foot ring, so being 6-1 and this guy wasn't exactly small. It's a bit worrying, so you kind of go corner to corner and whatever. So we, everyone else is doing them, it's fine. So I jump in and he grabs my shorts or tights, whatever I was wearing, by the front. I'd been so used to being people kind of grabbing them at the side. He grabbed them at the front, grabbed a big handful of my untrimmed pubic hair picked me up <laughs> by my pieps. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for te- teaching people that word and for being disgusting 20 minutes into a podcast, but it is what it is. It literally picked me up full of stalling suplex by my pubes. Um, I'm pretty certain tears are rolling down off my head, dropping onto his face. Um, later that day, got home. I'm like, yeah, these, yep. these are going. Whatever's left is going. <laughs> <laughs> What a, what, a, what, a weird, what a weird way for this uh, podcast to turn out. Hmm. Yeah, for me. So we're obviously. Yeah, I, I can see where you're going with this. Basically, oh. did we have to make sure to have certain hair removed and everything? If you, yeah, if you were, if you were used to it and toughened up, then that's fine. That that was your choice. Me personally, I I would make sure to. Keep myself hygienic, and, you know, as much as possible. And as for the suplexes, the what you were worried about the stalling ones. I used to hate the dreaded snap suplexes. Did that didn't bother me because, like, the quicker for me, the better. Because the the longer I can think about stuff, the worse things get. I overthink. Oh, no. So at least if it's done, I've got no issues. No, for me, the reason why I say this is because I'll just never forget the memory of watching a friend of mine get snap suplexed, get slammed inadvertently that hard. He wasn't, he didn't brace the landing quite correctly and managed to land on his tailbone. Oh. The noise he made was just... Uh, It's fine. We haven't got tails anymore. We don't need it. It's fine. It's uh, (laughs) something that can go... All I heard was a yelp, and my friend literally, you know, trying to pick himself up off the floor, but looking like he was a dog scraping his rear end across the mat. <laughs> Mate, if this bloody toilet roll shortage goes on much longer, I'm tell you, I'm going to start doing that. It'll probably be cheaper. <laughs> Legitimately, I was like, I just witnessed that, and I'm going to go next. Oh, God. Okay. Uh, I, I was speaking to um, to Disciple about this because um, kind of being trained in a 13-foot ring, especially if you... I mean, I'm 6'1", six six there or thereabouts. So trading in a 13-foot ring, I think it's something that all young trainees these days should experience. Not only just because the rings are tougher, because obviously they're smaller, they've got less surface area, less spring to them, but also... To work in a 13-foot ring, if you could literally reach out and grab the ropes if you're in a submission, you've got to make it look yeah. more realistic that you're fighting for it and not you know, don't make it look too easy. Whereas in a 20-foot ring, you've got ages to drag yourself. But a 13-foot ring, it's a, a foot in front of you. So, yeah, I think, yeah. I think it's, it's something that I'd love 
more sort of younger talent to get to grips with and to uh, to experience it. You know, try thirteen foot rings, try six sided rings, yeah. just you know, get as much experience to and everything as humanly possible. For me, I actually credit the thirty the thirteen foot ring massively on as much as you can get used to ring awareness in a thirteen foot ring. Yes, it is far easier to adjust from a 13-foot ring to whatever size ring above it yeah, than yeah. to go from the big ring to the smaller one. Yeah, I'll, I'll totally agree with you on that. At least Because if you're shooting someone off to the ropes and they're instantly straight back, you're used to it. At least if, if you move up to a 20, you shoot them off. Oh, I've got a couple extra seconds. That's cool. I can pose. Yeah, you know, yeah. You, you can pull a face. You can do a facial expression. You can do something. You can snarl. You can go, oi. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really, I'm totally with you on that. But I, again, it's one of those things, I think, newer talents, younger talents. As wrestling schools are becoming more popular and facilities, let's be honest, they're getting better these days. A lot of facilities have got green screens. They've got... They've got jealous. Yeah, like very jealous, whereas you know, a lot of the wrestling schools back in the sort of late eight, um, sort of early to middle 90s uh, would have been uh, judo mats on, 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 on a Crash dirty, mats, you know, not, yeah, not even crash mats, judo floor. mats. Judo yeah. mats, for me, I'll never forget. Because when I mentioned about them, them snap suplexes, it wasn't in a ring. Yeah. It was on them hardened judo mats where as soon as you land on it, you know it. It was like, thump. Yeah. I think I'll pick up my spine. Yeah, but you just wind. I, I've never had all the wind in my body just go, okay, see you later. Instantly <laughs> windy from, from landing on, on, on your tailbone. It's crazy. It, wrestling's a weird, I we call it a wrestling discipline because I think discipline's a very apt word for it because you have to uh, suffer for your art. You know, you, you come in, there's nothing, and then you end up leaving either broken down, knackered, poor, and losing your final match. So it's, it's very much a very, it's a discipline um, in itself, I think. That's, that's what wrestling, I it's, think, is. It's sort of, but at the same time, it's an artwork as well. Yeah, yeah, very much. Yeah, I suffer for your art is very much a, like a mantra of wrestling for me. Yeah, but, but at the same time, for me, when a lot of people get into wrestling either for different reasons, but the one thing that wrestling does, it weeds out the ones who are in it for the wrong reasons. It gets them quickly out. Yeah, I'll agree. I'll, well, yeah, for, well, the, for, for the most part, I'd for the say most that. Part. Um, because yeah. like people that turn up to sort of training classes with a championship belt over their shoulders, you know they're not going to last. Yeah. It's, if, 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 you know, a lot of people probably want to do it for the glory and everything. That's, you know, that's, that's fine. That's their choice. But you're more likely to go further if you're in it for the long haul. And if you, if you've got a different reason, if you're in it for entertaining others, you know, bringing, bringing happy smiles to families while you're entertaining them. For me, that's one. That's one of my my main reasons why I got into the wrestling business. It's for the entertainment side of you know making people forget anything you know anything bad that that's happened in that day or that week that month. Just, yeah. just you know let them forget forget everything around them. 
just to watch a bit of entertainment and have some fun. Yeah, I, I'm, for me, it was a uh, as a chance. I've always been, I've always liked to like kind of arse around for, for want of a better word. I'm always trying to show off. I'm always um, getting in trouble for it. You know, hence my uh, hence why I've been unemployed for the past uh, year, past year or so. But um, it just gave me like a platform to arse around to in front of a crowd and get paid for it a little bit. Yeah. Um, that was my main thing. I didn't give a crap about being quote-unquote famous. Uh, I just wanted the chance to arse around and kind of be a bit of a jester for people, a bit of a fool, perhaps. Class clown. Yeah, because I, I, I never got the chance to, to be that in school. I was a bit quiet in school. It took me till after school to realise that's what I wanted to do. That's and now, and now in wrestling, you get to do it. it it's great. That's something I can massively relate to because... During high school, I used to be very timid and very quiet. Yeah. Now you, you, you're probably thinking, Kyle, you know, you quiet? Yeah. <laughs> be honest. Um, you, you're not loud. You just talk a lot. <laughs> yeah. And yet, I used to hardly get. I used to hardly speak a word in high school. Just like, like a late bloomer of sorts. It was more of a confidence. Yeah. It was lack of. It was massively lack of confidence. You know, you, you'll normally find that you know people. You know, people in the wrestling business are, you 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 know for, you know formerly been bullied and everything. And you know, I I used to be bullied at high school quite a bit. It was only until I built up my confidence to you know to put a stop to it and then sort of got involved in wrestling I slowly built up my confidence and then from, since then it's been leaps and bounds yeah I mean it, it's I think it's the discipline of professional wrestling because obviously you come into it going oh I'm going to learn some stunners some pedigrees you're like no 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 you're going to learn how to roll you think come on I know how to, I know how to do a roll I did them in primary school but to do them effectively you need that discipline, you need that confidence, you need to eat some humble pie and swallow a bit of your pride and then to learn things properly and to really get to grips with it. And I think that's what yeah. wrestling did for, not just me, but for I see it in a lot of people. Just, yeah, just, just their sort of escape and their way of trying to work things out and their way of just trying to work life out more than anything. That's the perfect word I would say, escape. Yeah. Escape, and, and I, I don't mean that in, in, in the sense of it's escape from my own reality or anything. It was just for me when I used to go to the you know to do the training. It was like that's my you know this is my hobby. This is my this is what I'm passionate about. This is my it's like you know this is my you know you, you know when people turn around and say you know go to your happy place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wrestling, wrestling is my happy place. I love it. Yeah, I mean, because I'm, I'm, I'm in this kind of like same boat. I mean, I got dragged along to training and uh, like just everyone else is kind of in similar boats. For the most part, a lot of us were probably undisciplined. For the most part, most of us are probably out of shape in terms of seeing the progress on everyone else. Some people being athletically better and... There was like a friendly competition, but we're all there because we're all fans. Now, if you go to, to your workplace and it's an office, chances are, say, if there's 50 people there, there might be a couple of wrestling fans, 
there might be some people you genuinely don't like. There might be a couple of brown noses that you want to punch in the face. There's not going to be that many people you've got that much in common with. You go to your happy place, go to your wrestling show, wrestling club, training school, whatever, and everyone's into the thing that you care about the most. Could, have said, could not have said that better. Genuinely. It's, it's good that you're just being around people that are into the same stuff as you. And I think pretty much every wrestling fan at some point has had people go, you do realise it's fake, and they kind of they shit on what we love. So to go somewhere... The other people go, I don't care if it's fake, if it's real, if it's a blend of the two. I don't care. I just love it. And you're like, oh, exactly. cool. I, I'm in the same boat. Let's all hang out and uh, yeah. chuck each other around. The amount of times I've been told it's fake, it's fake, it's fake. And I've heard, I've heard many others try to combat it by literally saying, it's not fake, it's predetermined and, they, and they've done the, you know, but that still means it's fake, and for me it's like, okay you say it's fake that's your choice Yeah. and I just carry on there's a line that that a certain wrestler stated, and it's a British wrestler who stated it, and ever since I, I, I ever heard him say it it doesn't it, it, it will never ever escape my mind which was by Alex Shane. Yeah. And the, statement, and the statement was, it's not, you know, going out there doing wrestling, it's not you about you saying to them it's real. It's about you f- making them forget it's fake. Ah, that's, that's a very nice philosophy. It's about you making them forget for an instance that it's not fake. Yeah. Oh, that, that's a nice way of looking at it. I kind of go with the, um, I think it's Paul Heyman says, I, I couldn't really care less about trying to convince people that aren't into it to get into it. I just want to entertain the people that really love it. Yeah. And that for me is it. It's like, uh, why would I spend my time trying to convert people? If, if they're into it, they're into it. If they're not, they're not. I don't care. The people that are there, they love it. They, they accept it for all of its flaws and all this sort of stuff. Let's just entertain them. And exactly. It's a nice way of looking yeah. at it. It is, and the, the weird thing about it is it's almost like, you know, the infamous uh, Kool-Aid joke that with, with Paul Heyman. Not everyone yeah. had to drink it. Oh, well, yeah, exactly that. Um, so we've, go, we've gone through BWA training. So we're talking, um, so if I was oh, to kind of like, kind of hold your, hold your hand to it and say, if tomorrow you wrapped it all up, you said, okay, we're all done, or whatever... And you say, look, I'm not going to wrestle anymore. You're going to walk away from it. If I said, okay, well, could you name two or three matches that you'd pick? Not necessarily drew the most money or had the most amount of people, but for whatever reason was either the most fun, most memorable, you enjoyed it more than any anything else. Could you pick two or three matches that you go, yeah, these, these are my legacy. These are what I'm proud of. These are what I enjoy the most. Three names instantly popped in, into my head. Okay. I'll give I'll give you the first one, which was from the old BWA days. I'll yeah. never forget. I'll never forget this match because the match when the weird thing about it is the match was originally meant to be first half main event. We ended up opening with this match, and it was for the BWA X Division Championship. Ah, right. And everyone's going to be thinking, oh, it's the when you won it. Wrong. It's when I lost it. Ah. 
I will never forget that match because I got we we basically to us we got we told the story that we wanted, and it was myself being the uh, you know being like the you know uh, but you know cocky arrogant heel, uh, you know BWA X Division champion. I believe I held it well over it well over a year. Yeah, and I was coming up against a gentleman by the name of Mike Goodness. Yes, I know, bad pun name. <sighs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> uh, please tell me Keith May didn't have anything to do with this one. <laughs> no, if he did, no, no. he's got a lot to answer for. Keith, I love you, mate. <laughs> if you ever listen to this, well, bloody hell, if that's another one of yours. No, no, it, I don't think it is. But the match that we told was absolutely brilliant because at one point in the match, we had him hit his big finisher, which was like a, mod- a modified blockbuster. Yeah. And you know you've done right when you've got the workers in the back thinking, he just broke my neck. Yeah. He goes for the pin. One, two, and I kick out. So the crowd are thinking... He just hit his best move. He's not going to be getting this win. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm running. You know, I'm keeping the the belt. And I ended up going attempting to finish it, and he reverses it into a modified STF. Yeah. Middle of the ring, and you know, you know, you've got the crowd ready because as I'm literally, you know, I'm I'm in the middle of the ring in the move, the the on the edge of the seat. And I start crawling, almost dragging myself from the middle of the ring towards the ropes. And I'm getting closer. You can almost see them almost, you know, is the, is the hope fading? And I start reaching out to the rope. I'm just within the reach of it. Just as I'm about to re- reach it, I, you know, I start shaking my hand and the crowd start jittering, ready to jump out of their seats to then just start tapping the mat to say he's won. The crowd jumped. See, there was definitely a bit of a biff from Back to the Futureness. Whenever I've seen you doing the heel stuff, there was definitely a biff from Back to the Future vibe to you. Yeah. Right. So if you had to pick sort of two other matches uh, to kind of chuck on the table to go that one and that one, I would have to go with one at United Wrestling, which yeah. is was myself versus. I believe at the time the former problem child also in the, in the you know squirt. Yeah. Or that's also not, that's a, not, it's not a name that gets talked about um, a lot these days, but like squirt was kind of Stokes Ray Mysterio. If that's not kind of overstating too much, he was just the, the young, very flippy. Quite, I don't I don't want to say skinny, but he was slender. We'll say slender uh, guy that could. Um, when his heart and his mind were in it, could pull out some absolutely amazing stuff and get incredible sympathy uh, yep. from the crowd. So, so yeah, so, yeah you, and, you and Squirt from United Wrestling? No, 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 no. This is United Wrestling. Me versus Squirt versus Alex uh, Alexander. In case you want to know who that is, you might, you might have known him as Kid UK, Kid Valiant, or Gavin Tams. Oh, yes. It was triple threat ladder match, or as they originally called it, which was the first ever their debut of the Money in the Bank. Yeah. 
that I'll never forget because that was three guys doing a match we'd never done before. We were pretty much throwing a lot to the wind and we just thought, let's go out there and have fun. And we did. I'll never forget it because I actually did a move right now. When I actually say to you what I ended up doing in that match, you'll probably think, really? Go on. I ended up doing a suicide dive. <laughs> what? See, under, under any other circumstances, I probably would, but because I've seen Keith Meyer do one, I've got like, the, the, the bar was raised quite high. I accept everyone can do it, no matter who they are, what they're built like, because after seeing True, Keith but- Meyer do one, that's what it is. But take into account, this was my first one ever on a show. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, I have, I'll, give, I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. I have never had panic set through me so, so much. Fantastic. Have you got a, a third match that you'd, uh, you'd chuck on the table? The third match. And it's, it's going to be a nice little cheap plug for yourself. Oh, thank you. Which is... All I'll just say is Carrot Gate. <laughs> I love I, for anyone listening that <laughs> won't understand what Carrot Gate is, go on to the Pro Wrestling For You YouTube channels, youtube.com forward slash pro wrestling for you. Um, during the Oscar Mania 2, uh, so it would have been the yeah. uh, start of October uh, last year, 2019, and uh, a carrot was, I'm going to pick my words carefully, inserted into Bjorn's... Yeah, into Bjorn's rectum. (laughs) There's there's no no other ways of saying it. I was on the DJ booth for this show, and I did speak to Drill beforehand, and Drill said, you know what, I'm going to stick a carrot up a bum. Because we're kind of used to each other, we like to prank each other and tell jokes and whatever. I was like, all right, cool not thinking he'd actually do it, but as soon as we kind of saw Bjorn on all fours, thought, no, come on. <laughs> yep. As you can imagine, I hear him in the back, him joking about it. I was like, yeah, I had the same thing as you. I was like, yeah, right. He's like, am I witnessing this? And then just look at the pictures. You can just see my face as if to say, what have I just witnessed? I mean... There is one thing from that match that if I could change it, I would definitely change it. Do you happen to remember the song you and Drill yes, were singing? Yes, say no more. I know exactly <laughs> what you're referring to. The problem, Again, was, like, yeah. the problem was, at the at the time, I legit didn't realise it was that person who sung it initially. You are, you it's fine. We we all make mistakes, but for the uh, for the benefit of the people at home, I don't know if this is on YouTube. I think the entire show is on no, YouTube. So I have no memory of that. That never happened. So if if, if uh, Burnsy covers his ears for one second, I'm gonna have to tell people. So at one point, I think it's it is Drill and uh, Matt Burns on the outside. Uh, it's Luna Rocks and Troy Goose on the inside of the ring, and they start singing uh, R. Catley. Yeah. So yes, if you've seen Netflix's uh, Surviving R. Kelly, you can kind of understand why. There was a few people, not many, because not many people had seen the show. But there were a few people turning their heads, going, um, "Are they singing R. Kelly?" Yeah, it probably won't age well. But uh, other than that, definitely not. <laughs> definitely not. I think what made it worse is it was sort of 
he started, somebody else went with it, and I'm thinking to myself, if I don't follow it, it doesn't look right. Yeah, it, it's one of the things you just get caught up in it because even at the time, I, I was just laughing. It was um, Leanne, my ex, was you know, kind of stood by the DJ booth and she kind of looked at me and said, Do you realize that's our Cali? Ah, shit. Yeah, but, believe you me, know, when we, I say we, this, we, we live and learn, don't we? We live and learn. When it happened, I was like, I got in the back, and someone just goes, You didn't realize that was all. I was like, Oh, God. Ah, it's fine. As long as you start singing like Gary Glitters, Do You Want to Be oh, a My Guy? My Guy? Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll close the show and uh, <laughs> we'll, wrap, we'll, we'll wrap that one up. Nah, I think our Cali, we can just about get away with. Oh, I, think, I think with me, it was just more or less of. Something was going on. It was just like almost like a mob mentality. I got pretty much pulled in. Yeah, it's fine because the drill does start it, and drill is. I don't even know if drill's got Netflix, but I know he's never seen Survivor Not Cali. It's not really his kind of show. He's not really into that sort of thing. So there's no yeah. way he'd know about it. He's not that kind of guy at all. But um, I, ha- I had to reference that match simply because it was just absolutely. It, it, it just blew my mind. I mean, there was a lot of kind of moving parts in that match because it was a three-on-three and it was a um, single pin, so it wasn't elimination. So it was yeah. you, heavyweight drill, and the pink and black attacker, self, Luna Rocks, versus yeah. the head of standards and practices for ethical wrestling, Mr. Troy Goose. Thank yeah. God I got that out in one breath. Uh, Bjorn, unfortunately, the recipient of uh, Carrot. And uh, the Halbert, I know, the Halbert herself, Harley Harris. So it was a bit of a mixed bag, um, but it kind of worked. Yeah. You know, for, for what it thought it was, people might have thought it was just kind of chucked together. And for the charity show, a lot of the matches, uh, for anyone's charity shows, do tend to seem a little bit chucked together. You can be a bit more free and easy. You can play mm-hmm. around with it a little bit. But I think it worked. The the uh, drill fried chicken uh, bucket that was under the ring, I thought was really good fun. Again, all this is on YouTube, ladies and gents. So yeah. YouTube.com forward slash pro wrestling for you. So, so yeah, so really, really I, I'm a big fan of uh, comedic wrestling. And for me, that was it was just really good fun. Really, really good fun. Exactly, and that's one of the major reasons why I had to pick it because after I just witnessed this, I just thought to myself, "I can't, I, we can't, I can't forget. How could I ever forget that?" I don't know if Bjorn's turned veggie since that, or if he's gone completely carnivore and he's avoiding all vegetables now. <laughs> he can't even look a carrot, a parsnip, an aubergine. He can't look any of that in the eye. So. Uh, Paul Bjorn, so I'm going to say Paul Bjorn. You, you, you know, it twitches even if you mention the word car. Oh God, I bet it. <laughs> right, we're gonna we're gonna hastily jump into the next segment of the show, which is our yeah. which is our round table. So I'm going to chuck you three random questions from the world of professional wrestling, and I want to yeah. get your, your take on them. So I'm just going to yeah. chuck you three random ones. Give us whatever whatever you've got. So okay. one. How much would it take to convince you to have a match with New Jack? So if you've seen Dark Side of the Ring, and obviously he's got... I know his history. I know his history. Yep. I mean, he's stabbed multiple people. He's 
mass well, transit. Or heads open, yeah. You've got, the, I mean, you've, got mass, you've got the mass transit incident. You've got the Vic Grimes incident. You, the, yeah, yeah. No, 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 whatever his name was. Uh, uh, where, where, where he literally stabbed him. He got him in a front headlock and literally stabbed the top yeah. of his neck. And, yeah. I mean, but, how, mu- but how but much that... would it cost? <laughs> Just now. Yeah, I, I think he'd be one of those people that I I would be absolutely terrified. And I think at some point if I met him, I'm pretty certain I could charm him a little bit and make him laugh. And as soon as I made him laugh, I'd feel like, yeah, I'm in there with him. And I'd go too far and say something. No, mess no. Up and know no, that he no, 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 no. All right. If, I, if, if you really generally wanted me to do it, I'd ask for probably, I'd probably have to ask for a bull, you know, insurance care on a global scale. Yeah. And probably, I'd say, close to a mil. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's, this is really, uh, he's had no. countless, count, thousands of matches. And I know, again, I'm not trying to like devalue any of the, the, these really bad allegations that he's had. But I know he's stabbed a few people. I can say it so off the cuff. I just stabbed a few people. But he has massively, massively, massively hurt a handful of people. But a lot of these people were not, they didn't have it coming. No one deserves that sort of thing. But they were all being disrespectful. They were all being horrendous yeah. people. And even though you know, New Jack openly admits he was coked up, coked off his head, that's his words, not not mine. Yeah. Um, these people were all being disrespectful, being very unprofessional. Again, they didn't deserve it, but I get it. <laughs> Again, that's really bad for a promoter to say, but no, I get it. But at the se- you know, at the same time, because of what he was on. Were they bad because he's on something, or were were they generally bad? Now, yeah. if it was somebody who you know was being bad, then best thing it would probably be done is probably keep them apart, probably wait until you know nobody's on anything, and then probably had them sort it out the old school way. Yeah, outside, you know, away from the ring, away from the shows and everything. But then it's just for me, it was it's just. I I am um, somebody who is in 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 the class of I will wrestle against anybody. I will wrestle anybody if a promoter needed me to. But with New Jack, I think I would be massively hesitant. Yeah. To say. <laughs> yeah, but he is one of those guys that just think. I've been been around you know, other other people that are very much less hardcore than he is. I mean, I'm pissing everybody in, in the world's less hardcore than New Jack is. But yeah. just, I've been around very unprofessional people that I thought were very professional. So, yeah. you know, he, he's at least kind of, it's like a know your enemy kind of deal. If you know that he's capable of some stuff like this, I'd at least want to know he was capable of this and at least have it in my head than to think, oh, I'm going up against this real gentleman. I had to turn around and get stabbed by someone I thought was a gent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a tough one. So I'm going to chuck you the second question. Um, yep. I'm, uh, again, this... It kind of leads well, on to the, the new Jack sort of thing. But whatever question you've got, ask it. Okay. 
does Chris Benoit belong in the WWE Hall of Fame, in your opinion? I, it depends, me personally, and this is me thinking as, as a Benoit fan at the same time, he wouldn't want to go into it himself because of the blemish that is currently, that has ended up happening at the end of, uh, at the end. Yeah. He wouldn't want, he wouldn't, you know, as much as I, with me watching it, Dean Malenko said it best himself when he turned around and said, not even Benoit himself would choose to go into it because he has always been someone who wants to protect the business, not hinder it. And if he knew he had this much of a hindrance on the wrestling business, where to the point where it almost ended the business, even he wouldn't want to do it himself. Yeah, but for that to say, that's a valid point. As much as when he was wrestling, uh, you know, he was an absolute phenomenal wrestler. It's just a little bit tough to grasp over what it, it, it had exactly occurred. Yeah, it's 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 a hard pill. It's a hard, it's a hard pill to swallow. Yeah, I mean. Because uh, Ryan Myers said it, so he must have watched the you know, the Dark Side of the Ring as well, and said uh, Nancy definitely deserves to go into the Hall of Fame. But again, if they tried to put you know, put her into the WWE Hall of Fame, there might be people that would be that might chant certain things in the background that it it would just now, be as much as they may you may get a few people doing that. Nancy definitely does. Yeah. Definitely. It's just it's just very much one of these difficult things that you you'd like to have one without the other, but one's always going to you know, flare. It's, it's it's always going to be a memory there potentially at the same time. I, I get what you mean. It's yeah. just it's it's an it's it is massively unfortunate because the guy knew how to wrestle. It's just the implications of it, and the scary thing about it is a lot of people, you know. A lot of people may think they know a bit of the story, but I would recommend anybody to watch that documentary because you may actually, in fact, see a completely different side to what had gone on. A lot of people are saying, oh, you know, was it steroids? Was it this? Or, you know, was it a conspiracy? You know, one thing that that documentary does point out massively is mental health. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, the uh, I think the, the Chris Nowinski part of that documentary um, was just showing you like the the the, the brains of people that have suffered dementia, uh, dementia, dementia, um, yeah. and just complete wear and tear on the skull. Just it, it, it's it's I couldn't even get my head around it when I was watching it. I mean, uh, I think it was Dylan Roberts said to me that if you fall from the top turnbuckle and take like a front bump, a back bump, whatever, you're, even though you're landing on something not made of bricks, but it jars you a little bit. It's like being hit by a car at 20 mile an hour because yeah. you're suddenly stopping. And because not only is it just the sudden stop, it's also the fact that your brain is still carrying on the motion in, in your head. Yeah. And it's compacting against your skull. Exactly. I mean... <sighs> It's, it's yeah, it's it's one it's one of them things. I'm we, I'm sure we could do a whole uh, roundtable sort of discussion on just this one thing, but obviously we'll, we'll yeah. kind of 
We'll skip over this one. So last but not least, I'm going to yep. ask you, uh, is Strong Style just the new hardcore? Now, late 90s, early 2000s, obviously you, you working for a GPH, a lot, of, a lot of people wanted to be, oh, I'm, I'm a hardcore wrestler. Now people just want to be a Strong Style wrestler. Is Strong Style the, just the new hardcore? For me, when I mentioned to you earlier over the, the, the you know, GBH wrestling, I didn't actually get in there to get into the hardcore style of wrestling. Yeah. I actually want to get in there to wrestle, as in British wrestling, as in wrestling like WWE. In yeah. my mind, it was initially a place to start. It was a place to get, you know, potentially a foot in the door. So that yeah. that's explains a little bit but it, it ended up being more than just a place that you know i started at it was what you know it basically changed a lot the you know it showed that at the time you know hardcore wrestling is not required anymore it's more of a family business and as much as a lot of people can say is strong style the new hardcore wrestling some might say that me personally mm, no I mean, because the one thing, like, because obviously we didn't touch on this earlier, which I'm, 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 uh, this is really bad to kind of say, but obviously you're now you're now a promoter. You were uh, owner yeah. on the UKWA, yeah, and uh, you must get the same kind of emails that I get. Chances are, they're probably the same emails with the names changed. I mean, it's one of yep. the things. That, and more, and ten years ago, so I opened for us in two thousand and eleven. I was getting emails because I was at the tail end of you know, the end of the 2000s or whatever that people were saying, oh, I can do, I like to do hardcore wrestling. And obviously we were an over 18s promotion to start with. So we were kind of like looking at that and everyone was emailing saying, oh, I don't mind doing a bit of hardcore and a bit of barbed yeah. wire and this and the other. And now my emails, same kind of thing. It's people messaging, oh, if you, I can do, a, I can do strong style. So, well, I'm not personally a fan of strong style because there seems to be a lack of selling so it's probably the wrong thing for for me to kind of say yeah yeah that's fine that's what i'd like because i don't particularly enjoy strong style that much there's a place for it and the people are into it that's cool but for me i just see a lot of no selling and that's that's i don't think that's necessarily what strong style is for me personally it's not for me personally, strong style is just a different, unique way of wrestling, and it's not always about selling the move or anything. It's when it's done in the right time. You, you know, you need to tell the story. It's all it all fits in as long as you're pushing the narrative, the story. You know, uh, you know, a bit of a little bit of you know weapons now and again could, can come into a show, as long as it fits the narrative, the story. As such, so that's where my personal view in it. I just think it's just another style, another tool that can be potentially used, but it's not. I wouldn't say, it, you know, you could say it's a fad. It's just for me, I just see it as as, an, as another tool that can be used for wrestling to tell a story, as long as it's done right. As for in regards to emails that I've actually had. I've had the hardcore emails, but I haven't actually had the, the strong style ones yet. Ah, okay. You must, must have dodged them ones. I have no idea how. <laughs> I have... I, I've had the 
you know, I you know, I've been doing such and such. I've I've been wrestling for five, ten years. I can do hardcore. I can go through you know tables and light years. And I'm thinking to myself, insurance has just come through the roof. Nope, thank you. Yeah, exactly. Straight straight to the uh, recycling bin with that email. It's like, nope, I'm good. Thank you. My insurance. I don't want my insurance when I finish pay- paying the uh, premiums to all go off to Miami. So Oddly, as much as you turned around and said you binned it, I didn't bin it. Yeah. I actually responded. I, I'd like to say I respond to everyone. I'd love to say that, but I think it got to a point. Uh, a guy in America, I'm not, I don't remember his name, so even if I did, I probably wouldn't give up his name, but his gimme, yeah. he said, was an S&M baby, like a baby that wears um, okay. like spandex and PVC and things like this. And his name was something like Bad Baby Bitch. I'm like, what? And he wanted me to bring him over to, to England for shows. I'm like, oh, I'd be brutally honest. Oh, well, for this one, I was. After that, I just, if there's any ridiculous emails, I just left them. But at that point, I was just like, dude, I don't know where to start. <laughs> How? No, tell you what, look, it's not for me. I'm out. Turn it to Dragon's Dead. I'm out. I'm good. <laughs> you don't, you, you know, you basically just went, I'm out. Yeah, I, an S&M American baby. He kind of looked like, is it Daffy from Little Britain? Where he sits in the pub wearing like you know, PVC stuff and yeah. that sort of thing. He kind of looked like him, and I thought this is a joke. Someone's winding me up. Clicked on his profile. No, no, he wrestles as a yeah, as an S and M S and M baby called Bad Baby Bitch or some or Bad Bitch Baby yeah. or something. Yeah. So uh, yeah, to me, I've literally had messages where someone's given me an angle where it just doesn't suit the direction that we're going and I've yeah. just gone right unfortunately you know I could put you in the shuffle but it's not going to come up on top at yeah. all simply for one y- your gimmick doesn't suit what we need at all two if you are going to send a message over to a wrestling p- promoter look into it first as well yeah, and I literally stated this to them. Look into it. Does you can you add to their product? Is there something you can add, or if not, if you can't add it with your current gimmick, are you willing to change your gimmick or try something else to try and get out further? If you want to yeah. try different things or different locations, that's. Uh- yeah, yeah. Like, I, I'd actually forgot about the bad baby bitch thing until uh, we started talking about it. And now just the, the pictures are going to horrify me until I end up in my watery grave. It was horrendous, really yeah. horrendous. I can imagine, I can imagine. And... A guy, yeah, a guy you really don't, I mean, the, like, I love Charles Kelsey to, to bits. I'm not saying Charles Kelsey is this bad baby bitch, by the way. No, no, but no. He's, a, he's, he's a big guy, isn't he? You know what I mean? He's... Not not only just sort of tall, but he's a big built guy. I don't think there's there's no shame in this. I love Kelsey. Trust trust me when I say this. He's handy to have as a tag team partner. Yeah, well, this guy was the same size as Charles Kelsey, but wore very very tight, revealing skimpy latex, whatever it was, clothing. How's all that staying in, mate? It's 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 too much. It's too much. I mean, you have yes. got a very, you have got a very good tag team partner, by the way. I'm, I would say 
I only got Definitely. to know Charles Kelsey at uh, your UKWA shows. That's how yeah. I don't know if he'd messaged me before and I just didn't see anything um, in him or I just, for whatever reason, just didn't get back to him. But yeah. I got to know him at your show and I saw what he was made of and it completely changed my opinion. And I thought, you know what, this, this guy's amazing. Got him on the show and uh, the rest is to say is history. Yeah, for me, it was it's more or less of I'll take into account the on your show when I've tagged with him. That was the only time I've ever tagged with him. Yeah, most time when I, when I first met, got introduced to Kelsey was oh you're in a match against him. Yeah, <laughs> I mean yeah, I mean you, you can see like promoters sort of logic, you know, two big beastie guys going at each other. I mean it's it just works, doesn't it? You don't really need to write it; it's just there. That's 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 another that, that that would be another person you know if it, if it was going to add wrestling feud as in for the history uh, for me history stuff that I'll always yeah. remember it's facing Kelsey yeah I'd say for feuds I've always I've, I've always loved wrestling against him and yeah him. he's he's a good dude as well and I know we're going to try get him on this uh, on this podcast as well. Because uh, again, like he's he's quite new to me in terms of only just getting to know him. Because uh, was that showing back in November? I want to say, yeah, you, yeah. Um, so again, I like, was yeah, it, it, he's quite new on my radar. Actually, no, it would have been before November because I I believe it was August. Yeah, because I had him for my October show. Yeah, so yep. that's what it would have been. But again, he's another 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 really good dude. Well, speaking of good dudes, we have got to the final section of this show and it is the quick fire round so what i'm going to do i'm going to okay. chuck you out some names some might be wwe some aew some bwa some ukwa some press and few whoever yeah, whatever yeah. chuck you some names and you literally just need to give me the first word that comes into your head okay um, we'll try and keep them clean but it is what uh, it is yeah <laughs> so obviously if people have listened to the riot myth episode episode one yeah, you'll know he, uh, he said something a little bit naughty. We're not bleeping it. It is what it is. We do, we do one take and one take only. So uh, are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, so first words are coming to your head. Mark Morgan. Ooh, talented. Drill. <sighs> Character. Sugar Duncan. Lovable. Charlotte Flair. Woo! Babyface Pitbull. Tough. <laughs> I'm noticing a pattern when I ask people his name. There's definitely a pattern there. Ryan Myatt. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of the word now. First thing that pops into mind is he's, he's golden. Kit Knox. Oh, uh, superstar. Yeah, I, I've literally in my notes right next to him. I put. If, you, if we think along the same wavelengths, you're going to say Superstar or Got It Made or Over. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. Superstar. Charles, yeah. Charles Kelsey. Winner! <laughs> Troy Goose. Hilariously funny. <laughs> Johnny Blaze. Hmm. <laughs> <I know. laughs> we are spoilt for choice on this one. It depends on which Johnny Blaze you are referring to. The, the one that I do believe he's the UKWA commentator, commentator is that right? Uh, nice guy all round. Yeah, because I don't know his real name. He's another, one, he's another guy that I see. I have no idea. If, is, if, is his name even John? 
his name I'm... is his name is John, and the funny thing about it is, I actually do the Burning Truth broadcast with him. Ah, okay, fair. Well, shows how much I know. Uh, BWP's Steve Saxon. Best way I can I can I can say, very smart, very smart booker. Uh, Bam Bam Bigelow. Best high flying big man. Jack Nudson. Superstar to watch. And last but not least, Chris Curtis. For Chris, Chris Curtis, I'm going to say respect respect for him because he got me into the business. Yeah, uh, I, I'll put that like next to because I knew you were you're you're not the kind of person that's going to badmouth anyone. I know this, you know this. It is one of those things. I've got like, some little notes next to a lot of these names. There's a couple yeah. that we, we've literally ticked the exact same words we picked for them. Uh, but yeah, no, thank you very much for that. So, uh, Mr. Burns, it has been an absolute pleasure. Have you got anything that you want to plug at the end of this podcast? Because I know you've got a lot of stuff, whether it's as a wrestler, as a tag team, whether it's as a uh, promoter of uh, the UKWA. Please just uh, give us some info. That would be excellent. Uh, I just thought I'd squeeze that in for you. Uh, I'd recommend everybody to check out, you know, of course, Pro Wrestling for you, of course, you know. I've got to give give you a shout out there because I've wrestled because I've wrestled for for you. Uh, as such, for myself, you know, I I you can find myself on social media, uh, be it either on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, for Matt Burns. You can literally just type it in, and you you will pretty much find me. You know, Matt Burns UK. As such, you, you'll pretty much you'll see an image of me with you know possibly with my arms crossed, you know, uh, black and grey. Uh, on there, or you'll see some action shots, which will be quite unique. Uh, aside from that, I've also got the Burning Truth, you know, Burning Truth broadcast that I do every Sunday, which originally we, you know, we did have a set time, but it's more open. So I'd say anything after six o'clock, we normally are on the air, but we have we actually have episodes going out on YouTube as well, uh, which we're all across all the social, you know, social media boards on there as well. And if anybody wants to watch it past matches of me myself i've got some past matches on you know matt burns tv on youtube but more importantly i'd say the two massive shouts that i want to give out is for the uk WA, which is you know we've got you know full websites for you know uk you know uk wrestling alliance.com uh you can that's where we know we have tickets on advanced sale we've also got the fact that uh, we, you know, social media, you know, be it from Instagram, YouTube, where we've got videos going out regularly for hyping up future shows. Uh, we've also got uh, Twitter, Instagram, uh, you know, where you can find out all upcoming matches. But the, la- the last thing I want to give a shout out to is none other than Turnbuckle TV, uh, especially for the, for the simple fact of we, we you know, UK ways on there. You know, if anybody's interested in watching UK WWE, you can actually, you know, on there, you can watch it for just three ninety nine. but you don't just get UK WWE. You also get, like, 30 to 40-plus wrestling companies on there for the exact same price. That's superb. And, but, but, but I will say, do check out also, you know, the uh, Pro Wrestling For You we're on demand as well. Ah, oh, superb. I mean, at, at this point in time, obviously, while we're all... Uh... World War Z and all that sort of stuff. We're trying to put as much as we can onto our YouTube channel just so people can watch it for free. Uh, so as much as I'd love to convert people over onto the on-demand channel, people's money's quite tight. I've, it is. What can I, well, what can I say? I've got a heart. Who knew? Who knew? 
Superb. So, ladies and gents, that has been episode three with Mr. Matt Burns. Burnsy, call him whatever you want to call him. Excellent. Uh, there it is. is it, as long as he doesn't make me smivers, I don't, I don't care. I'm fine with that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I I'm sorry. Have... I'm, 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 oh, God. I'm noticing some uh, comparisons between me and smivers now. This is getting a bit weird. Smithers. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Check out Pro Wrestling For You on all social media platforms and stream our back catalogue of shows over at pw4uondemand.co.uk.